When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Going on. I feel like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My man, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're going to start with Ja Morant, the NBA superstar, on Wednesday, posted some very cryptic messages on social media. The messages, Mojo, were so concerning in the eyes of many of Ja's fans that police actually went and did a welfare check on Ja Morant, on 23-year-old Ja Morant, to make sure that he was okay. Now, we've talked about this so much on the show. We know Ja has been largely silent since that second gun video. Remember, he went on, here it is, went on Instagram Live, uh, was on his buddy's feed, and Ja Flashed a handgun again, second time in two months. First happened in that Denver area strip club. Ja uh, awaiting a suspension, which will ultimately come down from the NBA. And he really has not said much, Mojo. So Wednesday, he goes on social media and he posts four photos on his Instagram stories. First, love your ma, tribute to his mother. Same thing with his father, T. Morant. Then there was a tribute to his daughter. Everything Pretty okay so far, nothing too alarming. But then Mojo, the fourth post, said bye. And that Mojo, that word bye is what had a lot of people worried. And and again, so much so that the police actually went out and checked on John. Now, we were told, and we broke this story earlier today on the TMZ Sports website, that police were able to make contact with Ja Morant. Ja said, hey, guys, I'm okay. I meant with the buy that I was just leaving social media for a little bit. So nothing uh, to worry about. John Morant not thinking about harming himself or anything terrible like that. He is just taking a break from social media. Probably not a bad idea, Mojo. No, absolutely not. And I I mean, look, a social media break is such a great thing, especially on Twitter. My goodness, that platform just can be so toxic hearing all these opinions and judgments all day. It's enough to uh, make anybody start thinking a little bit differently. Uh, So I'm glad he's taking the social media break. But for anyone out there that might have thought that the cops were overreacting and doing a wellness check was too aggressive of a move, it's not. It's not at all. When you consider what's been going on recently, just the peculiar nature of making the same mistake twice that is... So easily, just so easily curbed. You gotta wonder what's going on over there. And then, and then you see these these tweets about your family. I love you. Goodbye. Right. That raises a lot of questions. So definitely some credit to the police for going over Absolutely. there and making sure everything was okay. I mean, imagine, imagine if something wasn't okay and right. they, they didn't go over there. No, My goodness, people Mojo, would be right. calling for. And Mojo, we've done stories, you know what, we've done stories in the past where there have been welfare checks and they have found 
people dead in their homes. I mean, we have we have literally covered stories like that in the past. So in many instances, these welfare checks are not for not that there is a real reason that they're going to check on these people. Yeah. And, and as they should, I mean, some people need help and some people get low and people make mistakes or accidents. And with, with the blink of an eye, these things are these are decisions that can be made in, in less than a second. So yeah. having a support system, having someone to come check in on you is always such a powerful thing. But I, I just love this move by Ja. This is a power move. He's doing what he needs to do. This is what we were hoping we would see the first time around. But I think this is the first sign that, you know, maybe the message is starting to seep in now. Get off social media. That's a fantastic start. Uh, and then lean on your friends and family and get the support you can when you can get it. You know, this went from a scary situation to one that I think is a really good situation in the end. All right, Mojo, moving on to Aaron Rodgers, who is a very introspective dude, but he also likes his Jersey Shore Mojo. Yep, didn't peg him for a fan of uh, gym tan and laundry, but here we are. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers was, uh, was with his Jets teammates. It was the first uh, OTA, basically just a practice before uh, training camp in New Jersey, and um, he met with the media, and they asked him, hey, Aaron, how are you liking the Garden State now that you're new to New Jersey? And didn't expect this, didn't see this coming. What has it been like getting to know New Jersey, and how has it compared to your expectations that you have come in? Look, I'll be honest, the only Jersey I, I kind of knew about besides Teterboro was Jersey Shore. And I was I was assured that was not a proper representation of this great state. You're not a fan of Snooki? No, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I'm just that's that was the only lens I saw, you know, the Jersey through. And uh, I was walking out to practice today and we you know, the media are here always doing little videos and different things and the video was some do your best Jersey Shore impression and, and I just I just kind of laughed to it and then CJ Uzama was walking next to me and he said he never watched the show I said well, how can you not watch the show one of the greatest shows back when MTV used to actually you know have content on it it's phenomenal but uh, no, I'm a fan of all of them there between is, Jersey Shore and uh, Jessica Alba I think Aaron Rodgers is having a uh, massive identity crisis <laughs> Getting along with his new teammates, man. They just don't see eye to eye on anything, it seems like. But I, I don't know, Babcock. Luckily for us, one of the two hosts here of TMZ Sports is actually from Jersey. So I think you're a little more qualified to talk about this than me. But I don't know. Maybe if you're Aaron Rodgers going in and you're living in Jersey now and playing in Jersey and all these things... What better way to ingratiate yourself to the people of Jersey than saying you love the Jersey Shore? I mean, right? Hey, I, I loved it. I, I I like Aaron Rodgers. I like him even more now. I will say this, too. The first thing he said was a bit of a humble brag because Teterboro is an airport where you're just flying your private jet into uh. Teterboro. You, when you're me and you're riding with everybody else commercial, you're flying into <laughs> Newark. Aaron Rodgers, he, he's got Titoboro money. So it was a, a bit of a flex at the top there. And then, yeah, Jersey Shore, we love it. GTL all day. Yeah, well, you got to do it. You got to mention private jets so people still look at you a certain way. Because the second you say you watch Jersey Shore, they might, they might change your opinion. But maybe not. Maybe not in New York and Jersey. I don't know. <laughs> thing. 
but you might have guessed it. It's time for our new segment, Mojo, called Goat Talk. We're Whoa. not going to talk. Look, LeBron, John Jones, they're goats. We have two other goats, maybe two actually, two better goats, bigger goats. Uh, we're going to talk about the great one, the best hockey player to ever step foot on an ice skating rink, Mojo, Wayne Gretzky. And we've talked a lot about some really cool auction items here on the show. This has got to be very uh, near the top of the list because the last jersey that Wayne Gretzky wore during his incredible career is actually up for auction on a website called Gray Flannel Auctions. They've sold a bunch of other really high-priced memorabilia in the past. This jersey was worn by Wayne on April 18th, 1999. I mean, it's, it's absolutely historic, Mojo. It's literally the last jersey that he ever wore during uh, the greatest hockey career that we've ever seen. Right now, it has a bid just shy of $200,000, but there is over two weeks left on this auction, Mojo, and you can only imagine how much this is going to continue to go up and up and up. And I wouldn't ultimately be surprised if this goes for over a million bucks. I, I honestly wouldn't. I wouldn't either. $200,000 seems extremely light mm -hmm. for, for this jersey, especially seeing how some of these other items have sold for in the past. We love covering right, these. Right, a baseball card is just a piece of cardboard. I mean, this was actually worn by Wayne Gretzky. I mean, that, that's pretty awesome. I mean, probably even more surprising uh, than this to me is the fact that Wayne's even giving this up. I mean, yeah. look, we've talked about this before. When you're a pro athlete, especially one that has played for literally decades, you have a ton of jerseys. Yep. You definitely don't keep them all, even if you wanted to. <laughs> Not many people have closet space that big. Right. So, but the last so one really you think, think you about, would keep. You would think, exactly. So, you know, you probably keep your, your debut jersey, ones that you broke records in, and certainly the last jersey. Right. I'm very surprised that he's given this one up, but I tell you what, maybe he's having second thoughts when he hears it's only at $200,000. Right <laughs> but you know how these auctions go. They start low, obviously. The opening bid was fifty k, and then it's just... Ooh, skyrocketing. So we'll see. Hey, Wayne Gretzky's got enough money. If he wants to buy this thing, maybe he goes to Gray Flannel's website and put in a bid, Wayne. You might pull, win. Pull it back in. Pull it back in. <laughs> and we'll, all right, we got one. We got the hockey goat. Now let's move on to, uh, in my mind at least, to the NBA's goat. Michael Jordan has bought himself a car. And it's not just any ordinary car, Mojo. He didn't go to, like, the Toyota dealership. Nope. Uh, he went to a man named John Hennessy, who was one of the uh, preeminent car makers in the entire world. This guy knows how to make cars that go fast. And has he ever succeeded here? So Michael Jordan dropped $3.5 million, Mojo, on a Venom F5 Roadster. It, uh, it has a measly 1,817 horsepower <laughs> and <laughs> goes over... 300 miles an hour, Mojo. 300 Jeez. miles an hour. One of 30, and Michael Jordan has one of them. Well, the segment's called Goat Talk, and not too many people this week of all weeks fighting the fact that Jordan's the goat no. after uh, LeBron and the Lakers just got swept Good by the night. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, swept. My goodness. Anyways, but this is what you do when you not only have basketball money, but when you got sneaker money, and that's the even bigger money, Jordan <laughs> Sneakers, over his playing career. You don't just go to the dealership and buy a car. No, no, no. You you, you don't do that. That's what you I do. a car made for you, brother, <laughs> custom built by the founder and CEO himself. 
And that's what we're looking at. A three and a half million dollar car. My goodness, that's more than so many people make in a lifetime. Uh, unreal, over 300 miles per hour. I don't know, man. I'd be probably scared to drive that thing myself. I might I might leave that one well, in the lot. Lucky for you, Mojo, and lucky for me. I don't think we're going to be trying <laughs> to drive that anytime soon. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, we are going to be joined by boxing superstar Shakur Stevenson, who is going to weigh in on that very controversial Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko fight from over the weekend. A lot of people think that Loma won the fight. What does Shakur think? Plus, who does he want to fight next? This is a very interesting potential matchup. We're going to hear from the Phenom next on TMZ Sports. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike Babcock here. There was, uh, obviously, there was a massive fight in Las Vegas over the weekend. Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko, one of the most entertaining fights of the entire year. Man, when you talk about lightweights, you cannot have a conversation without it involving our next guest, uh, our friend Shakur Stevenson. Shakur, how are you, man? And thank you for being here. I'm great. I feel good. Just staying focused. Well, I know you were there uh, on Saturday night in Las Vegas. What'd you think of the fight, man? What'd you think of Loma and uh, and Devin Haney battling for 12 rounds? I honestly felt like Lomachenko won when I was at the arena. Uh, I went back and rewatched the fight on TV, and I still felt Lomachenko either edged it or I really scored it like a draw. Like I had it like six six apiece. I that's what I, I scored it as I was watching on TV, Shakur, and that's why I had it uh six apiece. 114-114. Yep, yep, yep. But the thing was, Lomachenko landed like cleaner shots, so it was like easier to give the rounds that he right. won. And with Devin, he wasn't landing clean shots, but he landed like a body shot. It was a good night of boxing, right? I mean, that was some high level fighting in there, wasn't it? Nah, I think that that was a great night of boxing. Um just because everybody don't agree with the decision, it's still great for like our fans and our sport to have like the big fights happen. So uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to be a part of it too. So talk to me about what happened after the fight because I know you're in the ring and Devin was seemingly nowhere to be found. So what happened? What was supposed to happen? And from your perspective, you know, why did Devin leave? I I think it was a lot of going on. Um, like, I, I don't jump in the ring or do nothing like that usually. Like, right. that's not like, my character. That's not. But Devin, last time I fought, they said Devin had sent a text message during my fight talking about he's staying at the weight. So it's like he's throwing a subliminal at me. And then his dad keep going on the air and keep talking crazy about me. So I'm like, okay, let me go pull up. Like, at their fight, and let's right. see the same energy. So. I got in the ring when I got in the ring. I'm just standing there. I'm just looking at him, like, giving him that look, like, let him know, like, <laughs> like what I'm on. And when I give him that look, 
Um, I guess everybody picked up the the picture, and um, it became like a big Mimi, and the whole world started going crazy. But it just it just like me just I was dialed in, and then we had a little um, interaction with each other. He said, uh, "I'm number one," but he like walked out the ring, and like when he's saying it, I'm like, "Yeah, for now, like let him like you number one for now." Like I agree, he's number one because he got all the belts. You can't right. get away from him, but um, my time coming. I mean, that's the fight, right? I, I know, obviously, you know, the tanks there, of course. I mean, it seems like people want to see you and Devin fight and do that soon. I think both fights is uh, the fights. I think both fights is uh, great fights. Um, honestly, I think me and Tank is like a bigger fight. Mm. But I think uh, me and him, me and Dev is like the fight where I could establish who I am as a uh, fighter. Yeah. Are you worried? Well, I'm sure worried's not the right word. Are you concerned he might go up to 140, though, and, and leave the lightweight class behind and that fight doesn't happen, Shakur? Even if he do, I think it's only right me and Limitenko, uh fight each other. I feel like Limitenko just showed, like, the world how... He's, he's not, not washed, right? He's not washed. He's not washed up. So now that we know that, I think, like, it's only right. Okay, now throw me in there with him and let's see. Uh, if I'm the truth, I keep saying that I'm the truth. Yeah, I mean it's an exciting time, right? There are so many good fights, like you said, you and you and Loma, you and Tank, you and Devin, Devin and Tank. I mean, there are so many great fights to make, aren't there? Nah, it's definitely some great fights to make, but um, I think that's how I should go if Devin decides to move up. If he stay, I think me and Devin should fight next, and um, that should happen next. But if he don't stay, if he decide to go to one forty. I think me and Lomachenko should bang it out. I think that's the big fight in the world, get to see who I truly am and how special I am. What's the chances that one of these fights happens for you next, Shakur, or in the near future, either you and Loma or Devin or even Tank? What are the chances that that happens? Because you know how the boxing fan always feels like the, the big fight, it hardly ever happens as bad as the fans want it. Well, I mean, that's the fans that have been following my career that know, like, my career, know any weight class I go to, I'm going for the action. I'm going for the smoke. I don't duck and dodge no smoke. So, I, realistically, these fights can happen in the next couple months. Wow. Um, my signature will be signed on the paper if the deal is presented the right way. So, at the end of the day, if you follow my career, you know I'm the truth and I'm going to keep standing on what I've been standing on never duck anybody absolutely that that is a fact anyone who has watched you knows Shakur thank you so much uh for your time as always man and uh I know there's exciting things to come here we cannot wait man now you know who's having a good night or was having a good night perched beautifully on the top of the Yankee bullpen but then he got loose <laughs> and look at the faces on the fans in slow motion don't pick up your phones you're scared of a squirrel and that's a this squirrel. guy's not, though. That guy's not scared. And now he's become a flying squirrel. Oh, this is not good. I, he sticks to landing much better than we would, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, that was uh, last night at Yankee Stadium. The Bronx Bombers were playing the Orioles. And, yeah, uh, a squirrel kind of stole the show there, was running along the outfield fence. And, oh, look, there he is. There he is, <laughs> running on the field. What a funny moment, Mojo. And he absolutely stuck the landing, flying through the air. Look at that. Look how scared they are. Honestly, I have a squirrel uh, that I call Richard, and he lives outside of my house in Jersey. And that, that squirrel there looks like Richard, and I think it might be him. But it might, it might be a squirrel. It might be Richard. 
It might be Richard. I'll get back to you tomorrow on that. He made the trip from L.A. to New York. Yeah, he lives in New Jersey. It's in my, uh, my family home in Jersey. Richard doesn't, ah, okay. Richard doesn't this, do cross-country travel now. Gotcha. This, this yeah. makes more sense yeah. now. I was wondering about that. But, I mean, the, that squirrel looks like it can fly, so that would have made a little bit of sense to me. But I, lo- I love the faces on these guys. They're literally sitting front row in a location where they could be blasted in the face with a baseball, you know, hitting the outfield. <laughs> but you're worried about the squirrel like this, hands up behind your head, just the sheer panic. <laughs> on everybody's face, but I love it, man. I'm I'm glad I, no squirrels were harmed in the making of this production. Yeah, especially after uh, what we saw with the birds. Uh, it's been a bad week for animals at the ballpark. Mojo, we are out of time. Uh, we got a big show tomorrow, though. We have two, not one, but two guests. Olympic medalist Adam Rapon, who is starring on a big new Fox show. We're going to talk to Adam and We are going to talk to one of the greatest quarterbacks who has ever stepped foot on a football field. Lots of questions for the great Troy Aikman. We're going to talk to Troy about Tom Brady and about Aaron Rodgers, and that should make for a hell of a show, Mojo. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about Troy and talking about a Fox show on a Fox show should make for the best show.